You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to a hum day edition of Inside the Locker Room. The Wednesday edition, 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you want to jump in with Dad, Justin, and myself this morning, we're here ready to roll. 205-342-9904. X accounts at Locker Room 109 is the uh, show account. Our personal accounts at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And our email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo. Dot com. Download that app. Uh, a lot of people just listen to the uh, shows on the app. And a lot of times I'll go walk in the morning after the show and just put the app on, put the headphones on. Uh, but wherever you are, uh, really anywhere in the world, if you have the app, then you can listen to any of the shows here on Tide 100.9 or 1230 AM WTBC. Before we get started, though, of all the colors, yellow. Oh, yes, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, a pier, a deck, a fence, a pergola, be sure to head on down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to Yellowwood. Dot com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Jimmy Rain, a great man, does a lot of great things, not just with the wood company, obviously, but uh, for people uh, really all over the world, to be quite honest with you. So we appreciate Jimmy and Yellowwood. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. You're exactly right, Jimmy. I appreciate Jimmy doing what he has done for us and also for so many people. I worked with him for a year. And Yellowwood is a, not only um, a, a good product, uh, the people that put it out, uh, put it on your on your doorsteps for you to use uh, are good people. So hopefully you'll consider what Barry has said. Uh, last night, Tennessee won uh, pretty big over Norfolk, 87-50 and. And Auburn, and Auburn won over Penn. North Carolina won at Pitt. I'm not going to go over all these scores because I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you at the end of this little five minute session the winners of this coming Saturday's basketball games, just for the fun of it. Uh, because we have the we have the seven we have the seven games being played um, uh, on Saturday. Um, Quentin yours, the quarterback at. Texas is going to remain at Texas. Puts them a little bit of a favorite next year in football. Bauer, Brock Bowers is leaving. Uh, most of you know we've already reported Dallas Turner's 88 and out the gate. I did want to mention that UAB won last night. I'm sorry, at 78-76. I watched that game um, on the road. Uh, Holman Wiggins, who is really a really outstanding recruiter, and boy, that's big for, for coach. Uh, who has been with Alabama now for since 2019. He was a lot of different places before he got here, uh, there. But uh, he is going to A&M, must be paying him big, big bucks to go in there because they've got to try to beat 
everybody in the state of Texas. So he he's won Slaving and, and Coleman Hutzel, Hutzler, uh, the wide receiver coach, coach going to Mississippi State. Um, one something you might want to know, Alabama has five extra days at the tra- transfer portal. Because of playing, they will they will have five. They will be on five extra days uh, for the transfer portal to go into the transfer portal or people to get out, whether they might want to do. Uh, after that, uh, the transfer portal will start back on April the 16th, if you want to write that down, and it will go until April the 30th. That will be the next transfer portal, if you're interested in that. Um, certainly, we're all... Sad to see Will leave leave the our, our place kicker leave the uh, the program and you know every time he's up there it's half a touchdown when he kicks it and uh, I hope that people will realize what we are what they are, what they are losing and losing in him and it's um, one of those things uh, we have seven we have seven teams on Saturday and I'll run through the, these and be through hopefully Max is going to be on this morning. Um, I think your winners. This and you look at them. You can correct me on 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 Monday of next week. I think Kentucky, Missouri, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and A and M all win. Kentucky, Missouri, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and A and M. I think South Carolina will because they're playing at home. That'll be the closest game. South Carolina and Mississippi State will be the closest game. I visited with the SEC. Assistant Commissioner last night on telephone. Uh, we're talking about scheduling, and um, so he's he says Arkansas has received a, a, a gotten a, a player that's finally gotten eligible is going to be a, better than they have played, and um, somebody else I forgot, but I can't remember the other team. He said it gotten better anyway. We're sliding over to basketball. We'll keep football right in front of you because I know that's what drives the bus. I got all that. And we'll still have football people on, try to add a, a more a basketball person uh, a little bit more as we go through. That's it, B. Um, all right. Uh, just lost that. Um, Justin, you do a lot more shows than Dad and I do. I don't know how you listen to this stuff all day. I, I was uh, driving this morning. Sometimes I flip to other stations. And, um, you know, people now, the, the, they're questioning whether Milrose the right quarterback because they, cause yeah. you lose one game all of a sudden mm-hmm. now. Uh, of course, this guy makes his pass on fourth and 31. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they're questioning whether he's the guy. Uh, it, Alabama fans, at some point, can we just stand up and say, hey, the other team was just a little bit better this day? I mean, do we have to make all the excuses in the world as to why we didn't seem like we was ready to play? We got out coached. We, Justin, how do you do it? All day long, every day? I mean, come on, people. Well, you know, that, Barry, that would be too reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too reasonable. And I think it's absurd. I've seen a lot of what you're saying. Um, I feel like a lot of it is from outside, though. I see a lot of FSU <laughs> whiners still, even after. Yeah, they but got they're they're whining about Milrow. I would think only Alabama people would be whining about Milrow. Uh, it's I think it's probably somebody specifically that I'm seeing talk about it. Um, who's another radio guy um, who covers FSU? But it's eh, I I encourage them to watch more football if you think that Milrow's not the guy. Yeah, first of all. The fact that Alabama's even in the game, uh, that is a major 
accomplishment. What a coaching job. Everybody talks about they did the best coaching job ever, but then when we get to the this game, and yeah, did um, Michigan out-scheme Alabama? Yeah, they did. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> they did. Uh, but to say that we were out-coached or whatever, um, that Ty Simpson could have won this game, come on, people. Uh, it's annoying. Um, I, I do want to get y'all's co- comments on Dallas Turner. Like, after the game, uh, and they asked Alex Turner why he doesn't always rush the quarterback because they'll drop him back and cast pass coverage. And I don't know his exact quote there, but he said, I, I just do what I'm told uh, to do. Uh, but to Alex Scarborough, after the game, Dad and I quote, he says, I'm gone, Turner said. Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. That was his quote. Uh, that's a little strange to me uh, that he would say it that way. Is well, that- it's, said after, it's said after a loss. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's big. You're, you're a little bit different after a loss. Um, you're glad to get gone. Things didn't go for you. You thought you were going to win that. That kind of thing. I think it's everybody's person. You know, so many people's personality changed, but within the hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm did, I guess you saw that. I'm gone. Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. Uh, that sounds like to me like a frustrated player a little bit maybe i don't know what context it was said in those well, in, in any other context other than not you know right after losing the rose bowl i think it sounds bad um because we we already knew he was gonna leave so i think it, like coach is right it's just the frustration after a really tough game yeah uh that you know they had a chance to win obviously they were inches away that ball just rolls one more yard uh, into the end zone. It's a safety there. There's a hundred. You can go back and look at a hundred different plays, and it's easy to say what you should have done after the game. Uh, that's pretty easy. That's like, what people do. I think mean, anybody can do that. Uh, but when you hit with these decisions, uh, you're down there. It's fourth down. It's three yards to go. The season's on the line. You have two timeouts called. Your chain. I mean, those are quick decisions. You know, you would hope, and I'm sure they are are already made. You already have a list of three or four plays that you're going to run in those situations. So you're not like this, just deciding, going down your play chart. Uh, I will say this to you. One, one, I believe this, and I, I certainly believe that Alabama was ready. But I think um, in the history of Michigan football, if they were to win it all, and I hope, I hope, I hope whatever. Um, that that timeout was was the greatest timeout in the history of, of Michigan football, and I say that because they had a look defensively didn't like their look, and uh, called timeout to try to see what they could do against the offensive look that they had. Naturally, Alabama changes the offensive look, and they go at it again. But to me, to me, that's where uh, a timeout. Uh, and I could be dead wrong, but I swear a timeout was critical, needed. Um, thought you know, and I thought that was uh, maybe the greatest timeout in the history of the, of the program. Yeah, if they got you out of what your was your best play, and we, you know, we haven't heard it, it completely explained as to what play they were in, what play they ended up in. Was that the play that? Uh, Milroy was supposed to run, or did the snap cause him to panic? Uh, you know, we haven't even heard an expert, so we, but we all 
assume that we know. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Pine Road. For all your cleaning needs, Royal is the choice. 205-391-0034. We'll get to Tom and Phillip when we get back. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a problem in Colleen, eastern Tuscaloosa County. Broken down vehicle on Covered Bridge Road. It's blocking the ramp to westbound 2059. So some trouble to negotiate there. However, the main part of 2059 through the heart of the Tuscaloosa area, traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, that's moving well with no big problems or heavy backups along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning, 23-year-old Quentin Hudson of Demopolis has become the fourth person arrested for the murder of 19-year-old Bershawn Leonard two and a half years ago in Tuscaloosa. Three suspects, also from Marengo County, were arrested shortly after that shooting on Willow Lane and what investigators say was a robbery attempt that went very wrong. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage all throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and colder today. The chance of a little scattered light rain. The most widespread rain will be south of here, the high 45. The sky clearing tonight, the low 29. And tomorrow, a dry day, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. If it's going to last, you want to use Yellowwood. Let's go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you to build that five-star backyard. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? All right. Good, okay. You, you know, it's amazing to me, the University of After the Fact has so <laughs> many doctorate degrees that's been handed out and uh and they all come out the most of them come out after alabama play and uh but isn't that amazing uh that so many graduates are from that university it, it blows my mind but uh <clears throat> i called in um uh, some of the interesting uh uh aftermath of, of the bowl game uh, I read something very interesting yesterday, which I'm curious about, uh, and, and I don't think it's been carried as far as it should have been, is the comments that Coach Freeze made after losing the Music City Bowl, and which he stated, he said, you know, I don't really, I didn't have a lot to do with this <laughs> offensive plan, but uh, 
you know, uh, my staff did. I wasn't happy with it, but um, this is what my staff come up with. I was busy recruiting. And I when I saw that, I thought, you know, he opted out. That's a head coach of a major university in a bowl game, and he opted out. And, uh, um, like, players opt out. He opted to pursue recruiting instead of trying to win the game with his staff and his players. And uh, I found that to be interesting. And also in the article I was reading, uh, they made a comparison between him and Gus Malzahn, and they said they're identical. Uh, that, uh, that Gus Malzahn lost 40 games in the last 10 years. He averages four a year. And and, uh, and the comparison they were making is both of them came from nothing. They're rags-to-riches type coaches in college football, come from high school, made their way into major college. And uh, uh, a point was made yesterday, I think by you, Barry, is this job really too big for Hugh Freeze? And, you know, with those kind of comments and those kind of stats, it would lead you to believe that he's in over his head. Yeah, we did discuss it yesterday. I, this guy needs a, a, a media training session, in my in my opinion. He comes out before the bowl. Uh, he's talking about Peyton Thorne, and, and he's our guy. we got to get better pieces around him. If I bring other people in, he's going to transfer. And then after the game, he says, when Peyton Thorne, who Dad and I never really – we were kind of shocked that he would come out and say he was the guy. Uh, in case you can find a better guy, you've already gone out and said that. Then after the game, he says this is a. But he's going to enjoy watching this quarterback competition. It's an open competition. Well, what changed in a week and a half to where Peyton Thorne was your guy? That one game, all of a sudden now it's an open competition. So I, I just think. He's got to back off a little bit. The media, uh, he he tells you everything. Like I, you don't have to know everything. We don't have to know that you spent more time on the recruiting than you did in the game plan. And since you had a poor game, so I I don't know. It, it's disappointing to me that it looks like he points his fingers at the assistant coaches. Dad, your comments. Well, my comments are this. Uh, I, I I think he. You know, when you coach, you don't want you don't want each one of your players to to be look at me. And I think right now he's a look at me as the coach. I think look at me what I did. And I, I, here's what here's the difference in he and Gus. And I, uh, technically, coach tried to hire him because he'd beaten Alabama twice. And I, I don't know. Technically, I think you're about the same. I do think I do think that. Uh, he is probably a better recruiter, or let me put it to you this way, works at it harder. Uh, is a little bit more, better organized in the recruiting part of it. I would agree with Tom. What Tom has said is that uh, I think he's too much of a me guy. You need to keep your mouth shut and recruit. But I, I think he's a plus in that area for, for Auburn. But I, um, I think these, as far as the coaching on the field, I think it's right now it's, it's about even with Gus. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought it was very interesting, some of the comments that uh, I think that most people were thinking, but uh, somebody actually had the guts to put it in writing. And, uh, and I, I, you know, Barry's comment rang through my ears when I was reading that about, it, about the job being, you know, a little too much for him. Or he needs to rein it in until he gets his feet on the ground a little better. So I don't know what the solution is. 
But I thought it was interesting, and um, uh, thought I would call in and bring that up. All right, do you think? Do you think? Uh, it got down to those two. I I know a little bit about the stuff behind the scenes. Uh, do you think that they should have hired Hugh Freeze, a uh, 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 coach at uh, Ole Miss? Thank you. Uh, I, I tell you, what, I like the hire. I really do. And I tell you why. I got a lot of respect for Coach Saban's uh, judgment, and and he really wanted to hire Coach Freeze okay. because because of his offensive IQ. And and I mean, we saw it when he was at Ole Miss. He and we saw it at Liberty. He is an yeah. outstanding offensive mind. And I you agree know, with Coach Saban with that. I think Auburn made the right hire. Well, it's just somebody that he trusts needs to go in there and say, hey, look, this, this, this crap here ain't going to fly. You need to, you need to quit it. You know, sometimes, sometimes, Tom, and I'll, I'll let it go from this, but sometimes there are people uh, that are better assistant coaches than they are head coaches. True. A lot of Very them true. because they're able to put their two cents in there easier show the head coach what they want, think up a lot of different things that they need to do. And when they get when they get to be the head coach, it's coming in each ear from every direction. And they and they, they struggle with it. Yeah, when these guys are when these guys are in your state, you learn a lot more about them than when they were coaching at other places because you hear all their press conferences because, you know, that's what the state of Alabama's going to cover. So you really start to learn these guys and what I've learned over this year, I don't like uh I think I think Kevin Skarbinski's right. John Cohen's going to have to call him in and say, well, we're going to, have to do a better job of the media. Uh, you're rolling people under the bus. You never take responsibility. And you only uh, take credit when things go good. Uh, and quit saying that you didn't have enough time to recruit and game plan. Whether it's true or not, don't say it. Uh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you. All right, back up to the uh, we have back connection there. Yellowwood Hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Hey y'all. Uh, did I hear a coach correctly that uh, that Alabama has a another coaching vacancy? Uh, Holman Wiggins is leaving. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty big opening right there. I hope real big. Um, real big. Um, that's going to be interesting right there. That's going to be interesting and. Fortunately, signing day is a little over five weeks away, so um, hopefully that'll impact the Ryan Williams situation. But uh, well, he he was a mover before he got here. He he, he got here in right. two, 2019. But Philip, I'm guessing I'm guessing that there was big money exchange there for him to come because he's a great recruiter. He's making currently here at Alabama eight hundred seventy five thousand. So. Uh, how, how much is Reese, uh, Coach Reese, making? Uh, he's right at $2 million, I think. That's what I thought. Well, I, I would like to commend you all for, for what you're saying about the the fan base and people questioning the personnel and, and all that stuff. I mean, we all, everybody does it. But fortunately for me, over here in East Alabama and West Georgia, you know, every Alabama fan I've talked to, uh, you know, we just, Alabama just got beat by the better prepared team and uh, the team that that didn't make as many errors as we as Alabama did, and and that's kind of what it boiled down to. It's just, you know, you just gotta just move on with your life. I mean, it's um, it's it would have been fun to have won, but. Uh, Alabama just wasn't quite the best team that night. Yeah, I, I still. Uh... 
I still don't think Michigan should be in the playoff. To be honest with you, I think I don't think oh, pe- people. I, I don't think people understand what they did. I, th- I think they think that that was okay to go to you know to steal people's. Sig- it's not stealing their signals. It's mm-hmm. going to the games, buying a ticket in the stadium, and filming their sideline is not even in the gray area. It is one hundred percent illegal. It's not like I'm watching film and I'm rewinding it back and I'm saying, oh, this guy's holding this up. This is what they're running. Like what they did, it would be like you're driving at 55 mile per hour and you're driving 100. You are speeding. You know you are breaking. And they just blatantly broke the rules. And that is a tremendous advantage to go there and film the sidelines because you don't ever get to it. But it's not so I personally yeah. don't think they should I, be in the thing, to be honest with you. I, the, way they, the way they were blitzing the other night and, and going <laughs> through the perfect lane, it looked like they were stealing the sides the other night. But, you know, Connor Stallion showed up at the game. That, to me, what a... Yeah, he did. He that, showed up at the game. That's ridiculous. Barry I, Barry, I sent you a photo on the Tide Sports, uh, I think it was inside the locker room, Twitter. Saw a little while ago of Baylor's new arena basketball arena yeah. just opened twenty one million. And, nice. and here's what I want to ask you guys, and maybe you can talk about this later in the week. If Greg Byrne were to say, "I have the funding in place now for a new arena," but listen, guys, there's a catch. It's only going to seat seventy two seventy two hundred people, but we can start breaking ground Saturday. What would you say? If it's only going to be seven two hundred, I'd say wait till you get it. You know, at least a ten or eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, the ten thousand, the ten thousand zero thirty six, which is the capacity they wanted, that went up from one hundred eighty three million in February of twenty twenty two to two hundred fifty million dollars in November of twenty twenty two. So I don't know what the cost is now for that, but. I think that's I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, to lower the uh, capacity. Well, they're going to lower the capacity because what they're in now is 15,000. So even what they have on the table, I think, that's between 10 and 11. So, uh, you know, it makes it a high, big, bigger demand for the tickets and all that. I'm sure they could charge more as but, well. So. But do you think he might yield to the pressure just to get it done? No. Not at seven or 8,000. I, I, I wouldn't see that. But I could be wrong. But I, but I don't right. see that. Yeah. Thank you, Vic. Thank you, so. Go ahead. All right, two-man truck at 1330 Martin Road East. Looking to make a local move out of town, out of state. These guys will take great care of you and your stuff. Moving is stressful, so let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. That is two-men in a truck. Movers, who care? Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a problem in Colleen, eastern Tuscaloosa County. Broken down vehicle on Covered Bridge Road. It's blocking the ramp to westbound 2059. So some trouble to negotiate there. However, the main part of 2059 through the heart of the Tuscaloosa area, traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, that's moving well with no big problems or heavy backups along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Nothing slows my life. Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves. 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine. Great Southern bringing you this 7 o'clock hour. Appreciate those guys. Go to yellowwood.com to build that five-star backyard. If it does have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. We usually have them on Mondays. Obviously, we were off Monday. He's a former assistant uh, Florida State Ole Miss a radio personality throughout the Southeast, Max Howell. Good morning, Max. Happy New Year. How are you, hey. sir? Hey, Max. Doing great, doing great, guys. Happy New Year to you all. Good. Uh, I... Uh, Barry and I both, uh, together and separately, have said that in a lot of ways, Michigan out-schemed Alabama. They did some things offensively that hurt Alabama's defense. Uh, and I have said that the timeout that, that Michigan took when Alabama was fixed to make the two-point conversion was the biggest timeout in the history of Michigan football. I don't know. You, you can just talk about the game. I just wanted to tell you what we said. Sure. Well, I, you know, I, I picked it apart. I mean, they, their defensive scheme against Alabama's offense, too. Guys, I'm going to tell you, we talked about it all year. Never said before, in 56 both uh, made a bunch of bubbles. I mean, I don't know how an offensive center can move and get a motion call without snapping the ball. And he got a couple, he got a couple of those. He rolled the ball back there three times, I believe. It was just, I don't know. It, it, they sent the message on the first snap. They got a sack. Uh, at one of five in the first half, and I watched them before all year long, and I don't, I don't, I don't see how he could keep his job because some of those when they rushed two on him, he didn't know which one to take. Normally, you take the inside guy, but he never he just didn't move his move his feet. I was just pointing out some little things that I was yeah. able to pick up. Yeah. It was, you know, it was just I got to the point. Guys, at toward the end, I'm thinking, what did they do all week? Without watching film or something mentally to get ready for that game, it just well, the like passes were terrible. The, the snaps were terrible. They they weren't clear and good that the whole game. They're absolutely sure. right. It's just I don't know. It was just something was not in sync with you know with the whole team, and I don't know what it was. I don't know what they, that Michigan was better physically when they got on the field in front of them than they saw on the tape. It was, but there was something there. They that Alabama just couldn't quite. Did they have some spurts? Did they could have won the ball? Give it to end. But uh, I don't know that call running just running straight up the middle. I watched I've I, I got a recorder on my TV. I replayed it a half a dozen times. And the defensive tackles and the, the and all the way out to the defensive end playing it down with their defense and shut that middle off. So it was almost like they knew what was coming. So I don't know. It was uh it was a disappointing loss, I know, for everybody. But uh they still had a chance to win it then and couldn't quite pull it off. Yeah, the the uh, the snaps. You know they've worked on snaps in practice, and the guy probably snaps it fine in practice. Uh, then, yeah. 
you know, there's game pressure. Uh, obviously, that's one of the biggest, you know, the eyes that are on that right. game. I Maybe the pressure, uh, game pressure there. I don't want to say the word choke, but cause the guy yeah. to, to not snap the – you just do things in those environments. You know they practiced it uh, con- sure. continuously. And the guy was probably not snapping it like that in practice, although he did snap it like that pretty much all season. What does that tell you about the backup, Max? If it, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> so, – You're right. I mean, that was the first thing I thought of. And, and I, I, it, it really – 56 didn't come into play in my mind 74 was what was so obvious. That, I mean, he was, he's, been, well, he's been inconsistent all year long. I, I think the long snapper, the, the long snapper is the Hibbit kid uh, from Florence, and he's, he got the long snapper of the year or something. He, I don't, can the long snapper go and be the regular snapper or not? No, he's no not doubt. big enough. We're not I, big well, enough. That, well, that's the, that's the key. That's, that's the physical size normally is okay. the separation. Not okay. snapping base. Snapping Touchdown, but it was on the three yard line, so it basically is a two point conversion. Right. Um, you have certain plays that that's you got to be your go to plays. I think Michigan had those plays on fourth down. Hey, we get to fourth down, right. they knew exactly what they were running. Uh, when Alabama comes out with the play, uh, Coach Saban says they had a great look. Michigan calls timeout. Does right. that make you change that play? Uh, Nick Saban said they end up calling three plays because the next time out they didn't like the alignment, so they called timeout. They changed it again. Now, I don't know what the play was because the snap was not great, so I think Nero panicked and just took up off the middle. And it like the left side was was open. That's Would right. that make you change your your plays every time they call, call timeout if you think I, you've got the right play? I don't think it's the play. I think it's the formation. They, they can't adjust to the – they don't know what the play is going to be. But they can tell normally if you've got a pattern by certain formations, and most every, everybody's got the same play against, you know, with a half dozen formation, whether the tight ends, you know, off the line like an H-back or if he's split or whatever, or if they run it away from that set. They, there's a bunch of things you can do. So what they did, evidently Alabama must have had some tendencies 
when they line up in a certain formation or down the distance, they know what the play's coming. And they, they probably broke down every every game that Alabama played this year several times. So I, that's what he was talking about. They had a, a look. He's talking about his formation. Uh, so normally the defense, if they make the adjustments, that's the offensive look to the defense uh, as they see what they like, what they saw. But that's what that's what Michigan called a timeout. Then, then it got reversed on the other side. So, and I, and I do think it was a little panic situation. Uh, I know they, they flash all the, the, the calls in, but I, I don't know how steady Bill Roll was and how confident he was, you know, to get that ball in the end zone. Yeah, that. Um, the one thing I didn't want to see was anybody go to Houston and play Texas on their home field. <laughs> I, I was hung up on that because I'm a home court, home court guy, yep. unfortunately. Um, who who will, you know, the up, a little bit of an upset there. Uh, Washington's darn good with no respect. Can, yep. can Washington beat with Michigan? Probably not. I think, I think they can throw the ball. I, I, I believe they Michigan go out physical. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, I think it's going to be a good ball game. And I don't think it's. I don't, I don't think over and under. I don't know. Is the line out already? Over I think Michigan's four, four and a half, something like that. Okay, over and under what into the forties? Well, I'll look. I'll 40s. look. I'll look. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking about the end. You know, the end result. How, how, who's going to move the football most? Michigan is. Capable, I think I like Washington's offense. That quarterback did a great job the other night. Uh, so, I, you know, that's a coin toss right now because they're playing on the neutral side uh, in an area probably hate those kids never been to. Uh, so, I'd be interested to see the makeup of the, of the fan base. I mean, they, they will bring all those folks to Houston. And I don't. I wonder, you know, how those tickets have already been dispersed. But I, you know, a lot of the Texas folks count the Texas of being in that ball game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Michigan, okay, Michigan's yeah. a five-point favorite. Over-under's a little higher than I thought, 55 and a half. Okay. I was thinking maybe high 40s, but, yeah, that's that'll be that's probably about right. Uh, um, Michigan you know, I, can score. Yeah. 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 Switching, sure. back, switching back a minute, I thought Blake Corum, the, the running back, was yep. the worst-looking running back I've ever seen, got the cotton picking <laughs> most yards. I mean, he was, he was a funny-looking running back, wasn't he? He was. He absolutely was. Just like his arms, you know, his arms and his legs were bigger than his body. But he was a strong-looking kid. I mean, that sucker would run over you, you know. It had no fear. Uh, and evidently, that's why he was a starter for him. But you're right. He was consistent, uh, not really flashy. Just hand it to him, and he'd get to the corner some way. And if he was out there, he'd try to run over you. Uh, that was a, I think that was the middle mindset. I think that was the middle mindset coach of the whole team. I think they were out to prove something now. But my thought now is, uh, of course, switches away from the game for Harbaugh. What does he do if he wins it? Does he go to the NFL? I think so. Um, I think I think he does too. I really do believe that. So, anyway, uh, that was gold. He got passed. Got you know the next time we see it, we'll watch this one next Monday night. We'll be looking at the spring training to see how you know how everybody's going to rebuild. All right, Max. I got to ask you this. Hugh Freeze. Uh, Max, I don't like the way he's talking in the media. I think this guy needs some media training. Uh, they, they beat California. 
he comes out and says, well, I called two offensive plays. Those are the ones that were the touchdowns. Uh, they yeah. get they get beat. He says, well, I, I didn't spend any time on the game plan. I, I was involved in recruiting. Now, whether that's true or not, why are you yeah. saying that? It's like you're rolling your coaches under the bus. Uh, yeah. He comes out before and says, Peyton Thorne's our guy. Uh, if I brought people in, he'd transfer. We just got to get better people around him. The game's over. This is going to be a wide-open quarterback competition. This guy is not very good in the media. He needs some media yeah. training. You don't have to tell us everything. We don't need to hear <laughs> that you spend all your time on recruiting after you played a bad game and you don't want to take any responsibility for the game plan. We don't have to hear that you called the two plays that, that scored. Is this – you know, we haven't followed him as close as you have been over Mississippi. Yeah. Is, there, is, this, is this a normal thing for Hugh Freeze? Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of been the big dog wherever he's been. I mean, all the way through. I mean, and I think in relationship to that, Barry, nobody's ever said the guy can't coach him. I mean, every, he's, he's won everywhere he's ever been. I do think that the polished thing, because he is at a, at a much higher profile, and even when he was at Ole Miss, he's been Alabama. Uh, he still, you know, that came out, but they did get, it did make the national media, uh, per se. But he's in, he's in a place now in a conference, really, that, historically could compete for a championship every year. And I think that's what, he, you know, he's trying to insert himself back into that, get Auburn back at that level. Uh, I, I, I disagree with some of his comments, too. You know, if he just well, recruit and coach, I think I think he could get Auburn back there. Well, he's you know, Barry, he's, job uh, now. he's yeah. got an uphill job. You know, Barry, uh, he uh, also blamed uh, the recruiting scandals on the former coach at Ole Miss. Yeah, he blamed, exactly he right. blamed Houston Nutt. Yeah. So this he guy did. never takes responsibility. He only wants credit. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's alarming to be. If I worked for him, I'd be ready to walk down there and smack him upside his head uh, when he rolls <laughs> me under. That's what Steve Spurrier does. He would never take responsibility. I like those guys yep. that – uh, you know, take the responsibility. They're the head of the program. I don't know. It's just a bad look to me, Max. Oh, I, I agree 100% with you. And I say now he's at a place he's going to get, every time he opens his mouth, he's going to get publicity out of it. Because Auburn's down and Auburn's got to rebuild. And, you know, he's, I'm sure he's got a system. He brought in a bunch of kids, I think, uh, what, 20, 25, or whatever he brought in last year. He's going to do the same thing again. Uh, he's going to have to go through a lot of kids to get kids that can play. Uh, and hopefully stay a couple of years with a portal like it is. I don't know, but you, you got to you, you got to win. I mean, I, I know the you know the buddies floating around out there. We know all about that. Uh, it's not being monitored very well. But get those kids in, even if it's for one year. Uh, I mean, Jackson Dart came to Ole Miss just on a hope and a prayer. He's fixed to be able to start for the third year. They wouldn't live football games with it this year. So you know that's that's one side of it. The other side of it, you go, when you get a place where you just turn them over and over and over, then uh, you get a, you know you get tagged as that. Uh, a lot of kids will come, but uh, you got to you got to win on Saturday. You got to put a program together, you know, and handle your PR just as well. And you're going you're going you're going to say after you hang up, why did Wimp ask me this on the on the phone on the regular radio show? I want you to answer this question for me. Okay. We got Milrow back. Got a great quarterback coming from the West. Right. If you're Ty Simpson's daddy, <laughs> would you tell Ty Simpson to go where he can play? 
No doubt. I, I, yeah. I'm, we can yeah. go back and help play for this day. <laughs> Bart, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, you know, uh, no doubt. Uh, you know, he's he's been adequate, but the game is, I hate to say this, but the talent level has passed him by. Uh, he's still good enough to play, but he's not good enough to win national championships. I don't. I just don't believe that. I've seen him play, and I, you know he's got some limitations. But uh, and I don't know where the kids are following. That's another reason we don't know anything about his demeanor in the dressing room and how the you know how the kids react to that. So uh, I absolutely, if he was mine, uh, I probably would already told him transfer. Uh, I didn't come over and run my offense. What I do, if I was, if I was dead. Martin, go back to Martin, Tennessee. You ever been to Martin, Tennessee? I played against him. Let let me tell you this. The only game we lost in the 68 National Championship was a 9-7 game in the four-down range at Martin, Tennessee. If you live in Martin, Tennessee, you should get to go to heaven automatically, regardless of what you do. Uh, (laughs) Um, Max Lane Kiffin. is he, I don't want to say maturing, but uh, he's kind of got where, that place. Where, they, lo- where he, they love him. Oh, I know. That. My wife loves him. She keeps talking about Lane. I was like, baby, he's dating a 25-year-old. I know, but it's like she'll, some things she loves, I try to tell her some of the negative stuff. But she, I can't I can't get her uh, to say anything bad about Lane Kiffin. I'm just messing with her. But he, he's kind of made old Miss. The place to go, man. He's going over to Tennessee and getting their players. He gets Texas A&M's best <laughs> defensive player. Uh, what's going on over there in the SIP? Well, I mean, it's it, 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 just that personality. And Ole Miss, remember, Ole Miss hadn't experienced that kind of success in a long, long time, or if ever. Not level games ever. But he's just he's kind of loose. And I think after they, you know, booked him up to nine and a half last year, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think that, I think he goes to ten million this year. I'll be honest with you. He That's football better for him. Yeah. And, and they go, and he, he's going to bring in. He's got Dart back, and he's going to probably bring in eighteen or twenty more off the portal, and he'll just go through them. But yeah. now, if you notice, he doesn't talk about that. He just, you know, well, he gets all the accolades for being the number one coach in the country on the portal. I had never heard him say a word about it himself. Well, he he, uh, he he uh, doesn't have to leave in the transfer portal. He can stay with that girlfriend. He don't have to. Yeah. He don't have to go in mama's and daddy's houses when you you just call them on the phone. Say transfer. Yep. He ain't got to. He ain't got to go kiss some others and daddies and all that kind of there stuff. There are people, Max, over here convinced that he's the next coach at Alabama. I I don't see any way. Is that even a remote possibility? I, you know, I think it depends on how long that, that would go. If he keeps winning at Ole Miss, I think because he's been there before. But his personality in there, guys, is completely Ooh. different. Ooh. It's, uh, you, know, uh, he, you know. I've he been fits, around him some, yeah. He fits at Ole Miss because, look, I was on that staff for a couple of years. I know how the people are over there. And they love him to death. You know, brings his dog on the sideline. And I mean, he just does the, the little one-on-one stuff. Yeah, now, like that. There's another side. There's another side of it too. Now, I'm gonna tell you. You know, we got a couple of lawsuits already about the way he's handled some of those transfers. Uh, it, he'll get uh, his tongue kind of salty when it, you know, when it gets to you get him riled up. So I think that that temperament thing may have something to do with it. But as long as he's winning, if things are going his way, I mean, he's gonna be the media darling. I'm telling you. What makes, uh, we'll let you go after this, Holman Wiggins uh, leaving Alabama, 
Some people say they thought he did a great job. Some people said eh, our receiving core hadn't been that great. The best receiving class he has, what he inherited. I don't know where that stands. Coach Saban is the greatest coach in college football, but he's probably not easy to work for either, uh, Max. Uh, so it's probably difficult there. The guy's going to A&M. Are you surprised about that? Not really, not really. They don't be one of you know guys. Young guys trying to get up, move up. And I mean, it's age I'm talking about. But uh, as far as uh, the, the programs that they've been in and the programs they've seen, those guys will you know they want to they want to move, and regardless of why, the stuff that goes on in you know inside certainly can motivate them to want to move or motivate them to want to stay. But the, you know that. I, look, I was a career assistant. I, I, every every end of every season, every coaching convention I ever went to, I was looking for a job. I was looking for a better job to move somewhere else. My resume certainly shows that. But the fact is, is, is that doesn't surprise me. And, and I, they gonna lose some more. Uh, I'm not real sure that. It, it, I, I, let's say this: I'm still a little concerned about the offensive coordinator situation. Uh, and well, I think that was due to him, and, you know. And I, I think Coach Saban's gonna have to address that at some particular time. Uh, how, where he stays or not, you know, who knows? Uh, they just, but Alabama's got a good core coming back for next year. Yeah. But you and Barry, they just come out, that Barry probably has seen it, that the Preston kid, uh, who's the wide receiver, and he was a top 50 recruit, 22, has entered the transfer portal at Alabama. Yeah. He, he had he three years of eligibility much. remaining. Yeah. So. He didn't play much. Well, that kid, Ryan yeah. Williams, hadn't signed yet. So everybody's worried because he was the primary recruiter on him. But whenever you come work for Nick Saban, Max, you become a good recruiter. Uh, that that yeah. makes you a good recruiter when you got him standing behind you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, the program, the program, the program itself. I mean, you know, they use the, the, the NFL situation, then they should. But look how many people he's put in there, and he can almost tell them, "You come here, and we'll recruit you." To, because we think you got that potential, you come here and live up to your potential. Do what we say, you, you'll get a big payday at the end. Yeah, you'll, that means you'll be drafted high. No doubt. And I don't blame them. I mean, that's that's what that that's way the game is going now. Uh, even the, to be down to the recruiting, because those kids that they recruit have been told how good they are since they were ten years old. You know, they come through those local systems, and, uh, and that's the guy. They that's the guys they've got. It's, I think some of those guys are a challenge. You know, once they get them in a program that, that everybody else on that team is just as good as they are or better, I think sometimes some of those kids got to get a shock when they get get on a practice field with some of those other guys. So uh, those are the kind of things I like to watch is how those the high profile is how they make the adjustment when they come to a school like Alabama when everybody there is a high profile guy. No doubt. Well, Max, we appreciate it Thanks, uh, as always. Uh, thanks for the Justin Force and. Uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you Monday about the national championship game. Thanks, I'll be sir. ready. I'll watch Thank it you. all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Always my pleasure. Barry, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to remember and remind myself and you, too, that today is Blake's birthday. Blake Sanderson, um, who is, I'm close to because he, we helped raise him a little bit in Little Rock. And I want to wish him happy birthday. He's turned out terrific, works hard, has a good job. Uh, and care a lot about him. Happy birthday to Blake, though Blakester. All right, we'll take a break here, and we'll get back. Uh, we'll have Justin Troll at the top of the hour. We'll find out how many cars did they actually sell in the month of December at Tuscaloosa Toyota. We want to thank Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, 
you don't want to eat. Let's Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, we'll take this top of the hour break. One thing, Yellowwood, pressure treated pine. They brought you this 7 o'clock hour. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a broken down vehicle on westbound 2059 near the University Boulevard exit. However, it's out of the roadway, no lanes blocked, and it does not appear to be causing any real backup through the area there. If you're traveling along McFarland Boulevard from Coker, passing up Lurling Wallace and down to the I-20 interchange, no problems there, just a delay-free drive, so enjoy it while it lasts. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA, six games on the schedule highlighted by the Thunder knocking off the top team in the league, the Celtics, 127-123. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 36 points for OKC as they improved to 23-9. and That's the fourth best record in the NBA. Boston still has the top record, even with that loss at 26-7. and Joel Embiid, a triple-double, 31 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, leading the 76ers over the Bulls, 110-97. Steph Curry had 36 points for the Warriors in their 121-115 win over the Magic. Grizzlies beat the Spurs. 106-98. Hornets over the Kings 111-104. Pelicans cruise to a 112-85 win over the Nets. College basketball, 11 ranked teams in action, including 5 out of the top 10. They all won. Number 1, Purdue wins at Maryland 67-53. Fourth ranked UConn takes it down to ball 85-56. Number 5, Tennessee over Norfolk State 87-50. Eighth ranked North Carolina wins at Pitt 70-57. Ninth ranked Illinois over Northwestern 96-66. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Knifer for kicking off this 8 o'clock hour. You're looking for an All-State Insurance Agent or for an insurance agent. All-State is your choice with Andrew Knifer. He will take great care of you and your stuff. Knows the community inside and out. So anytime you have a problem here, uh, he has all the connections to send you the perfect place to go there. They're out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and them a call. They can email you the quote, 205-722-9201. All right, we're going to get to the Andrew Knifer hotline here and go out to Skyland Boulevard. We're trying to get Justin on the air. Uh, we're going to also need... Uh, your phone calls throughout the hour. Bill Cameron had a, a situation come up, so he will not be on uh, with us this morning. All right, we're going right down to Skyland Boulevard and talk Tuscaloosa Toyota with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. Happy New Year. How are you? 
Hey, Jeff. Man, happy new year to you guys. I'm doing great. What was the final count? How many vehicles did we sell in December? Um, 368. <laughs> 368. Is that a record? It's not. 360, 368 was the finals. That's new and used. I think we sold 238 uh, new cars and then used just through the whatever that difference is. It's 100 and something, but uh, 238 and uh, finished with 368. That's the total. It's a pretty good month, isn't it, Justin? Well, I mean, it just, it you know, it goes back to what I've told you guys, and I know you laugh one, one day, and it is kind of funny, but. You know, we, we're not in love with, with any of those cars as far as the price. Like, hey, we got to get the most for it and all that stuff. We, we price our vehicles to go. We price them to sell. We price everything at a good deal. And, and when we do that, you know, you have months like this when you have 368 and you, you sell the lifetime warranty with it that just comes with it. And um, you got great uh, financing. And, you know, and those deals are still going on right now, and you can find all of them at TuscaloosaToyota.com. But, yeah, the final tally was 368 cars in December. I mean, dead sale. Would you say I was the very best uh, uh, person to buy, buy one and I could explain the inside of a car? How many do you think he sold just off of being him, Justin? Well, I mean, you know, it's hard to – just like you can't believe the believe the three the, – that number uh, – 368 you know it's one of those things where it's hard to figure out exactly how many he did sell and 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 then here's the thing about it when you do sell that many you got to have extra people to help you get from you know a b to b to c uh so we got to have people hooking up cars hooking up the in, interior stuff and all that so you know that's, that's, that's i'm encouraging best. david to bring wimp on to do that very as I suggest as possible it. i think that'd be great for y'all to do that and just get a <laughs> camera down there uh and video it uh you can sell what's what's going on this month and what, what, what are we going to do this month justin what was yeah so you know you would think you, you would think um complacency and, and you would think that hey they sold 368 nothing's going no man we're kicking the new year off it's always like this i mean in november we sold a bunch and i mean every month like not it may not be 368 but I mean, everything keeps rolling. Nothing's changed yet for us as far as what Toyota's doing and our inventory. Um, so everything stays the same, man. We price everything to sell. And, um, you know, we'll, you know, at the end of the day, with a lifetime warranty, with the finance and with our finance department, our service department, it's not just, it's not just, that's the thing, Barry. It's not just our, our selling the car up front. It's the reason you get rid of peak business and you sell cars like that is because you, you have a service department that's second to none, you know, servicing these vehicles. That's where the life of the car is. The sales just for an hour or so. Service is for the lifetime of the car as long as you keep it. So you got to have a good service department, and, and we're blessed at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You know, back there in the back, you guys, I don't know if I've told you this. You guys may not believe it, but we've got 40-something lifts back there running, and I think I've told you all, running 150 to 200 cars through every single day. And and so that, that's where you're, you're married to the customer is in the service department. And that's what sells a lot of cars for us. And we sell, we do a lot of service on non-Toyota products. People will use us in the service department because of how good we are in the service department. We're appreciative of all that business. 
What about the 2024s? Talk about those. Any changes uh, to any of the... Yes. Go ahead. Yes. We are anticipating this month. That's probably what I'm going to be talking to you guys about. You know, we got the Grand Highlander, the Camry, the Forerunner, the Tundra, the Sequoia. All of those vehicles in the 24 model, they've already landed. Uh, the RAV4, all those all those cars have, have landed in the 24 model, but Barry, we're, we're fixing to get the all-new redesign. I'm talking about totally redesigned. This thing is like a mini Tundra that Tacoma is fixing to land this month, probably middle to the end of the month. Can't wait to get you some information on that. That thing, I'm telling you, you know, get ready because that truck's totally redesigned. Toyota never messes up on a, on a Tacoma, that vehicle. is the number one selling compact truck. It always has been by far and away. Has no competition. They've totally redesigned it. This thing is going to be phenomenal. We can't wait to see it. Nice. Uh, what do you think about the game, Justin? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hear people saying we got out coast and all that, and and, and and hey, they had a great plan for us on 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 both sides of the ball. And you know, I, I thought we really started playing like we should in the second half. And you know, if we'd have played the first half like we did the second half, and you know, but that comes down to getting their scheme figured out, making adjustments and stuff. And I think they just made a couple more plays than we did, and that happens sometimes. Y'all, you guys both know that. So, you know, could we have, could we have won the game? Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, but I tell you what, Michigan's front, offensively and defensively, you win games up front, and they played well. Yeah, no doubt. Dad, anything else for Justin before we let you go sell some more cars? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You need to go look at one of hey, those trucks. Hey, what's the number, Wimp? Well, we fixing to get kicked off Saturday. You know, y'all were in there arguing. I sent Wimp a text. I heard him, Barry. I got, I got what? side with him. The, fourteen, 14 and, four. and four. Yeah, fourteen and four. I heard him. I heard him. Four, uh, what uh, uh, record in, in the SEC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I say with that fourteen four. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah. you were talking about me saying he didn't say that. I actually got some messages later on that day that said that he did say that. I was. Uh, I guess I was busy. Uh, trying to figure out what I was going to say next, and I wasn't listening. Hey, well, why, why, why is Barry so hard on you? Well, because he doesn't listen when I when I talk. <laughs> he comes in, he he says he's busy. I tell him he needs to say something worth listening to. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he doesn't say anything. But then he criticizes what I say, but without I, knowing I what I say. Criticize it? I didn't even. I try to correct him. Like sometimes he'll get names wrong. I try to help him yeah, get I the do. name I right. I get names wrong. I don't know where I am sometimes. Me where am I? <laughs> what show is this? <laughs> Just Wimp and Sonny. Yeah. Sonny. Sonny, hey, Wimp, Sonny. Sonny and Wimp. Yeah, Sonny's well, smart. Sonny's smart. Well, David, uh, David, I will call you David DeSantis. Uh, Justin. Hey, David was out there. David. I David saw David. David was in Vegas, and David went. And David, to ask David when you see him, does he agree with Kurt Herbstreit? Kurt Herbstreit said he's been saying this for years, that the Rose Bowl should be one of the permanent sites. Uh, for the championship game, the setting. I saw David was not very happy with the Rose Bowl. David, I was texting. I was texting with David immediately after the game, and and he said that the um, that it was a total disaster. Yeah. First, first off, he said it was a, the biggest problem he had was is getting in and getting out. They yeah. had. He said they had no clue how to get people into a place and out. Maybe Wimp could have got in and out. Yeah, oh, I could have. Yeah, yeah, he could have. Yeah. I would have called a ride. <laughs> David said it was a total disaster getting into that place and getting out. He said they just dropped the ball. There's a couple more things, but no, he would not side with, 
with Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that. I stayed home. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. Well, Justin, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Can't wait to hear more about this uh, new truck coming in the twenty twenty four. All you got, all you got to do to get a truck is to get your baseball cap and grow a, grow a beard. It's your baseball That's cap right. and beard and some grow country music. Country grow music. A beard. Thank you, Justin. Hey, thank you, guys. I look forward to next week. All right, go to TuscansToyota.com. Look at all that inventory. Schedule the service. Do it right there on the website. All right, we're going to take this break. All right, we got to open up the phone lines. No Bill Cameron. I was going to really pick him apart about Hugh Freeze this this morning, too, so I hate that we won't get to do that. But uh, anyway, 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. So, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and colder today. The chance of a little scattered light rain. The most widespread rain will be south of here, the high 45. The sky clearing tonight below 29. And tomorrow, a dry day, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Uh, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We've got a special guest here, uh, No Bill Cameron. So, uh, a special guest we're going to bring on to the show. I don't even know how old this guy is. So, kick it in, Justin. Let's get to kick it in one time here. One, two. One, two, three, four. <laughs> here we go. Jingle Bell. Birthday boy in Blake, Blake Sanderson. Happy. How old are you today, Blake? I'm 28, believe it or not. So I don't know what that means for you other two on the show, but I'm getting old. I'm uh, getting old. Dad needs you to come over to his house. He's having some problems with his computer. 
He's wanting to watch. He's wanting to watch our game Friday, and he doesn't know how to get logged in. But he said you would go over there and help him. Would you be with him? Blake, I probably do go over there, but I got. He, the problem is he's not. He's not very coachable. No. When it comes to the technology side, he's not coachable. He used to complain about guys not being coachable for him. He's not real coachable. That is so ugly. So when his name pops up on your phone, what is the th- and he's calling Trouble. you? What is the first Trouble. thing that goes through your mind? Trouble. There's a couple things. One, he probably he's either can't get into his Facebook. Oh. He can't figure out how to tweet something, which is that's a whole other issue in itself. Or he can't get Nana's phone to connect to the car, which I normally do. Which then when we hang up. It gets messed up, and then he calls me and tells me I didn't get it fixed. Oh. So it's normally one of those three things. Does he ever give you any credit for anything that you do? He does shockingly give me credit. And the older I get, the more credit I seem to get. So oh. Oh. I will say he's, he's, he's getting a little softer, so I'll get a compliment about once every 15 phone calls now. Oh. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing for your birthday? You know, when I'll you get my you age, age. you wake up during the week, you work. You work. So I'm headed over to West Point High School this morning to talk with them and, you know, other things throughout the day. And we'll see what time I get back and, you know, just being an adult, really. So you're not going to be in Tuscaloosa today? I'm not going to be in Tuscaloosa today, which I think you knew that. That's why you invited me over to the house so you could check the box. Uh, Blake, how's the new dog? Blake got a new dog. Where's where's the dog? Stupid dog. The dog is good. He's entered the puppy phase. He's starting to jump and things like that. So we're working on the training. You know, I brought him down there for Christmas, and all his behavioral skills have been just ruined by Cookie and the other animals he was around. So he's good. He's keeping me up. But so far, so good. Uh, Blake, uh, Justin, got a... Uh, a guy that travels all the time and works. But he decided, just to add to his life, he's going to get a lab, a chocolate lab. Uh, name, uh, uh, black lab. Black lab. I'm black, black, I'm colorblind. Black lab, and his name is Kobe, after Kobe Bryant. So, uh, anyway. All right, well, I didn't know if you had it any It must be co- a slow morning this morning for well, you to be calling We lost our 815 guest, so we figured we'd plug you in, so. Dang. So I'm basically what you're saying is I'm batting second. No, we were going to have you on at eight. We were going to have you on at eight forty-five, not eight fifteen. But, uh, okay. but okay. Uh, anyway, we'll get out there and uh, sell something today, and uh, we'll sell. I need to after buying your space heater. Uh, that space that that gas tank lasts about three hours. I done burned through three of them. So anyway. well. I, I can't control the propane usage rate on the device. Yeah, thank you. All right, though. Happy birthday All to right. you. Have a great day. Be safe it. out there. Happy birthday. I got a bunch of whip wimpisms whip, whip, here I used I made. Bunch of what? Wimpisms. Oh, Lord. Justin, do you want to hear some wimpisms? Yeah, I, w- I want to learn. That's what we used to do in Florence. You used to, we used to um, park at Kroger's and watch the red light change. That's a wimpism? Well, you know, don't try to steal money out of a parking meter. There's somebody that uh, I saw posted on Facebook Your last night to live in a trailer. that she found some money in the public's parking lot. And if you could tell her where you would have lost it and how much it was, and of course people were, uh, you think that was real? Yeah, don't use jelly in bed. 
What? Don't use jelly in bed. Uh uh-uh, you don't eat, you don't eat, you get jelly all over everything. Sticky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a that's a good one. Anything else? Oh yeah, I've got a bunch of them. Don't display your bowling trophies. <laughs> don't don't uh, I don't have a wood carving that says I love mother. Don't get a tattoo of a school before you sign. Yeah, yeah. Somebody your lifetime, your, if your lifetime goal is to own a fruit stand, I think it's pretty good. Do you know how much? Um, we're just jumping around. Two hundred five. Somebody you, you set up the alarm so you can wake up and watch wrestling on TV. Do y'all know how much this? Uh, pretty good. That's pretty funny. Charlotte Panthers owner is worth. No. Do you want to guess? No. Uh, he got fined three hundred thousand. Yeah, I think he's worth six hundred million. <laughs> Come on, he owns the Charlotte Panthers. I think he's a billionaire, right? Yeah, he's oh. a bit. He owns the NFL team. This guy's worth. I might be wrong on the exact number. Twenty billion. Everybody just calls you Junior. Twenty billion, David. Tepper is worth. You think the postman is cute? <laughs> Why are y'all not? I think he's worth more. Google it. <laughs> see how much good. he's worth. David Tepper. <laughs> oh, you're right. I, I found twenty point six billion. Twenty point six yeah. billion. This guy's worth. You got so, more. You got more than five cars in your front yard. When he throws that drink out the sweet window, they said that ice may have broken somebody's. Back, uh, the, they're gonna sue him for it. Did you see what uh, Aaron Rodgers did yesterday? Yeah. Oh Lord, yes, I saw. Jimmy that. Kimmel is not happy. He is not happy at all. He is going to social media. Your sister's sideburns are longer than yours. <laughs> <sighs> what? You're fat. You're fat. <laughs> you're fat. Your fat has wrinkles in your tattoos. What are you talking about? <laughs> Talking about stuff I wrote down. Uh, the deer so, in the front yard is made of wrought iron. So people are getting all over Jimmy Kimmel now, Justin, for saying that you. I'm quitting. You make up stuff on people all the time. You do a Trump. You do, so does Jimmy Kimmel. He is not happy. Should he sue Aaron Rodgers? He says Jimmy Kimmel. Aaron Rodgers said Jimmy Kimmel's name will come out on Jeff Epstein's list. And he says he has never met Jeff Epstein, never flew on his plane, doesn't know him, and that that was reckless. Y'all don't um, know anything. How could Clark Kent be Superman? Justin, should he sue him? <laughs> I mean, he he might have grounds for it, but uh, <laughs> let's see the list first. Let's just make sure he's not on there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably thinking, did I really do anything there? Um, Do you right. think that Robin has a crush on Batman? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think that was pretty good. That's not, that's not good. Um, anyway, all right, we'll get into some SEC basketball. Um, we, I, talk about that. I don't want to want to talk about this Michigan game. Anything else to say about the Michigan game, uh, Justin? Uh, now we've learned that Milrose not good enough. That one guy that calls all the shows, he went silent. What's his name? Joseph. He went silent for months. They lose one game, and he's called up. See, I told you. I told you you can't win the big game with him. 
Are you serious? Like, why does Ryan let that guy even talk? Because he like he likes to get the. Uh, you know, people listening into controversy. Is so, that like, so when you let that guy go on and on and on, you're doing that because yeah, you think I, that's what people want to hear? Well, you got to cut the guy off. The guy appreciates you cutting him off more than they more than they like you better if you cut him off, if he just cares on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, Ryan had the pace. That guy was going on yesterday, and it was a joke. Uh, Ty Simpson. Mm-hmm. When, well, he, does he need to announce if he's coming back or just come back. He don't need to announce if he's coming back. Right? No, he don't need it. He doesn't need to announce. Did you know that guys, the back. teams that were in the final four, they leave the portal open for them five more days than the rest yeah, of them. I, I, see, I said that at the opening show and you didn't hear it. So does that... That just galls me to death. Does that... Well, I'm, we're talking about it now. I was asking Justin. Justin, okay, so does, does that mean... When is the portal closed for Alabama? Saturday now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the day's Wednesday. So by Friday, we should know who all is going to be in the portal. Or maybe it'll start popping out today. Yeah, well, and like uh, we said earlier in the show, uh, Shaz Preston's already in the portal. I think that's the most recent one. Yeah, yeah, last night. Yep. So I'm sure we'll see a whole bunch probably the next couple of days. Will, will, will there be a big shock with somebody going the poor? We're like, wow. No, I don't think the biggest might be Ty Simpson, but I think a lot of people are expecting it. I don't think it's going to be a shock. If you were Jalen Milrow, would you get in the portal? If you heard these people talking about you? No. Well, <laughs> hey, there might be a school out there that has some very deep pockets. They, I'm sure they might try. They might. If try. you if you were a quarterback like that, that was really good. Would you just put your name in the portal to see how, knowing that the school would want you back, but just see how much money you could get? Would you do that, Dad? No. You would. Would you do it, Justin? You only got one chance to capitalize on this money. So. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see as, as this thing unrolls. All right, we'll uh, open up the phone lines. We'll get to break here, 205-342-9904. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, mow the law, mow changes in the law. I don't mention it all the time, but I think that's important to mention. Uh, you have an accident that shouldn't have happened to you. You have somebody coming after you for whatever reason. Uh, we don't know. Uh, whether it be in the neighborhood, whether it be kin folks, whether it be on the highways. We have had a lot of highway disturbance during the holidays. Terrible things have happened. And if you need some help and you need some advice, then Prince Clover and Hayes at 345-1234 can give you help and give you advice. After you do so with them on the telephone, if they feel that it's it's merited, Merits it, you go down to 701 Rice Mine Road, visit with them in person, and I'll guarantee you they will get you what you need because they have taken the, the job by bringing you down there, and they'll get you what you deserve. Prince, Glover, and Hayes. Easy number to remember. 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, guys, if they don't win, then you don't pay. We list the Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama sports. 
No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center with U of A still on semester break. The drive along McFarland Boulevard has been really nice here of late. And we're seeing delay-free conditions remaining from Coker passing Lurling Wallace and all the way down to the I-20 interchange. If you're traveling 2059 coming in from Foster's through Tuscaloosa out to Cottondale, no problems there. You're moving at posted speeds along the way there as well with no major accidents waiting for your drive. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. She's the flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Our SEC basketball uh, gets going uh, this weekend, ACC got started uh, last night. Sometimes people like to play a conference game earlier in the year. But I gave the, you the winners. All the teams will start. As you look at the standings here, obviously nobody's played in the league, but some shocks uh, here, Dad, in the league in the non-conference. Uh, undefeated, uh, Ole Miss, 12 and, 13 and 0. I said it'd be better. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't agree. Well, 13 and 0. Uh, New coach over there who was at Texas uh, has come in and done a good job there. Surprisingly, in second place uh, with the most South Carolina uh, sitting here at twelve and one. So who would have thought Ole Miss would be thirteen and zero? South Carolina twelve and one. Auburn currently is eleven and two. Mississippi State eleven and two. Kentucky, who you never hear about anymore, you used to always hear about Kentucky basketball. They are ten and two. Florida is quietly doing well at ten and three. Georgia ten and three. Tennessee ten and three. Arkansas, as you said, will add a player at nine and four. Texas A and M, I think he was picked second, maybe in the league at nine and four. Alabama with a tough schedule there, eight and five. LSU eight and five. Missouri eight and five. And Vanderbilt, who Alabama will take on Saturday, brings up the rear uh, at five and. Eight. Uh, just your thoughts on Ole Miss and South Carolina being off to such a hot start, and can they have a winning record in the league, either one of those two teams? Oh, I think Ole Miss is going to have a winning record in the league, yeah. You do? Oh, sure. Well, they're going to start they got, out 0-1. they got two transfers. Uh, I don't know that they will. I, I picked the winners you didn't. Right well, they're going to play at Tennessee, so you yeah. think they're going to win at Tennessee? No, they probably won't. The only game, only game that's a little bit of a mystery for me would be the South Carolina Mississippi State game. I think South Carolina is uh, better, maybe than we thought. As I said, there's always a team better and always a team worse. I would say that uh, that South Carolina Mississippi State would be the only game that I don't know. The rest of them, I, I know the winner of. Uh, you got uh, this weekend, as you said, that game's on CBS, which is kind of surprising. Mississippi yeah. State, South Carolina. Uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, that's be 11 o'clock on CBS. Uh, 11.30, Kentucky travels to Florida uh, to take on ESPN. Uh, 12 o'clock noon, Georgia uh, at Missouri SEC Network. Uh, 1 o'clock our time, Auburn and Arkansas. Well, it'll be a difficult game there. ESPN 2. 
at 2.30, Alabama, Vanderbilt, that's on the SEC Network. Uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee's on the SEC Network at ten at 6. I'm sorry, 7. And it's, ooh, is that, no, at 5. And at 7.30 will be LSU and Texas A&M. All right, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and bring Tim into the show. Good morning, Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning, guys. No, no golf and golf chores today. It's rainy and cold. Rainy and cold. Okay. Hey, Barry, I was, I was impressed by your narrow loss to John Carroll once I saw John Carroll won the whole dead gun thing. Yeah, but we shouldn't have lost to John Carroll, Tim. Oh, uh, well, they sure should. We, uh, we shot horribly uh they, they had a little bit to do with with it but um we missed us a lot of easy shots we uh they had a guy throwing underhanded at half court off a turnover what we were up to within the third quarter it went in we were down one but uh wow. that was a disappointing loss but they they came they went on and won it and they played well uh they actually played tonight but uh coach Steele and his staff did a good job uh there but uh Really, that's a game that we should have won, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, well, you, but they outplayed I gotta, us. I, I got to get a chance to come see your team play. They must be pretty dang good. You're doing a good job with them. But, hey, I remember your dad saying this back in the 60s. about uh, He said, there's going to be nights when you can't throw a beach ball in the ocean standing on the shore, so you're going to have to win with defense. But I saw you had a low-scoring game, so you must have played good defense. Yeah, we did. We, our team plays pretty good defense, and so and some nights we shoot it really, really well, and that particular night we didn't. But we usually have a chance because we usually guard people pretty good. So we'll see. This week. Hey, well, I, w- I want to brag on one of your sponsors. Okay. This, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Yes. My wife and I just bought a Highlander from them, and, and uh, one of the things I remember the salesman saying when we bought it, he says, Hey, you don't have to worry about filling the back of your car up with luggage. You can pack it to the top because you've got a bumper camera that you can see out of. Well, I forgot how you turned it on or how you worked it or whatever. And we're going to go down the I-65, and that thing's loaded up with stuff, and I can't see and I can't figure out. So I called Tuscaloosa Toyota hoping I can talk to somebody. Well... My salesman was with another customer, but she said, let me get you another salesman. So a guy named Jeff came on the phone, and he can't, He said, I'll find out. I don't know how to do this, but I'll find out. In less than five minutes, Jeff calls me back and tells me how to operate that camera and turn it on. Nice. No. Now that's now that's customer service. But Tim, why that's didn't you just call service. Dad? He could have told you. He knows how to do all that stuff. Justin could have helped. Yeah. 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 So you didn't think to call him? Uh, Hey, Barry, you can sell that somewhere else. You can't sell it here. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Somebody asked asked me yesterday if I'd seen you, Tim. Excuse me, I didn't hear that. I was somewhere yesterday. The guy, oh, I was was eating lunch. The guy walked up to me and said, uh, I'm going to tell Tim I saw you. Or does Tim know you're here? I said, I don't know. I talked to him about yesterday. I said, I don't know whether he knows I'm here or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He called me and told me they're coming down okay. to visit us. Thank you very soon. much. But uh, yeah. when you uh, when you come back down, um, well, I'm, I need to talk to you about this off there because it involves personal stuff. But uh, okay, I, right. I got something lined up when when you come back down. All right, I'll call. I'll call you today. 
I'll call you. Okay. Jeff. Hey. Thanks. Have a good show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, surprise team in the SEC is who right now? The surprise team is Ole Miss. The team that's going to win the SEC is Kentucky. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I haven't seen Kentucky this year. I don't know that they're going to win it, but I, I, I would say that Kentucky is a team that's going to get better as the season goes along because they they got those big kids that they've and I haven't seen them play that much, but I would think Kentucky will be, uh, you know, I, you never know. The Tennessee's picked to win it, and um, yeah. they're they're some occasionally up and down with the shooting. Uh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky is making uh, one less three than Alabama is, um, so they're shooting more threes. But uh, the inside game, I think they'll, they'll have a good inside game, too. So uh, if these guys are as good as they say, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Kentucky I, I think Kentucky beats Florida at Florida in the opening game. That's what I think. So, so you're I, saying I, they're I at like least going to be the 15-3 because you got Alabama 14-4. and four, Yeah, so. I, would, I would say, you know, I could be wrong. It could be a, it could be a deal where there are two or three of them 14-4 and four and whoever beat who. If that group jumps up and says they're the champions, but you know, I, I you know, it's going to be a the Tennessees and the Kentuckys and maybe the Alabamas um, uh, will be the fourteen fours somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, I, there, there could be, there could be a thirteen five. I, I don't don't know that there will be, but there could be, and I could be dead wrong on all of it. But uh, I, I looked at it. Looked at the schedule of some of them. I hadn't looked at the schedule all the schedule. I talked with with uh, the new head guy that's been scheduling last night about nine thirty for a long period of time. He called and just talked scheduling, and we we talked about you know how to fix uh, what's going to happen when they have sixteen teams. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be eventually that the SEC in order. To do things right, what's going to have to go to 20 games. Uh, they're going to be the last team in the league to have 18-game schedule. And uh, the, next, the schedule, he's taking the job, but the schedule for next year has already been set. I assume he could change it, but it's already been set. And what happens there is instead of playing five teams twice, you play three teams twice. All right, Alabama opens up at Vanderbilt. I know you think that's a win, Vanderbilt, but that's, yeah. Nashville's always a tough place uh, to play. It's uh, Vanderbilt goes to Memphis and loses by two, so, you know, that's difficult. So, uh, hopefully, Alabama's not looking at Vanderbilt's record, uh, and I'm sure Nate Oates will do a good job getting them ready to play. But what, what would fear you going up to Nashville and taking on Vanderbilt uh, as your opening SEC game? Well, it was fear you when you're expected to win and you, and you might not be ready to play. And if you say he's going to have them ready to play, then they're fine. Um, so, uh, you know, it's always fears you to go with Vanderbilt. is not the Vanderbilt of when I was coaching, and that's not to, that's not to knock anybody or say it's it just, just not. Uh, the crowds are not there. The intensity is not there and whatever. Um, as far as running a lot of good stuff offensively, yes. But uh, it's according to who runs it. Uh, so my only fear would be to go up there not ready to play, which I don't think probably will happen. I think Alabama will win it going away, personally. Um, the, the big game, 
not the big game, but a game that has some interest is is Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas has a new, another new player that's supposed to be good, and uh, Auburn will do a good job of defending them. And uh, the crowd will have a, well, the crowd will have as much to do for Arkansas as the crowd has for Auburn at Auburn. So I, I would say that's that's a tough assignment. But the Alabama, Alabama probably. I'm going to say probably because of the Mississippi State game. Probably when they get ready to play, when they when they go to Tennessee, will be four and zero. They will open the season and win the first four games. Probably there might be a problem at Mississippi State. That, that South Carolina is not going to beat Alabama. Vanderbilt's not going to beat them. And uh, and then Alabama goes. I haven't. I don't have it in front of me, but they play Tennessee, and then on that next. Next week, very quickly, they play Auburn. So they go from four, in my opinion, four wins to two tough games. I never have understood why. Um, I guess they'd say, well, the Auburn game's going to sell out, whatever. But why don't they play that game on the weekend? Uh, it's going to be a Wednesday night game, uh, Auburn here at 630. I, when you talk about scheduling, guy, and I know TV dictates all this. I get it. But when they play South Carolina here, a, a good South Carolina team, uh, with a good record. The game's at 6 o'clock. Well, it's hard for people to get to a 6 o'clock game. If you live in Birmingham and you're working or here, you're getting your kids off, 6 o'clock. Uh, and so they got to get TV to adjust that some to where we can maximize the crowds in these arenas. When that game tips against South Carolina, there won't be uh, 8,000 people in there. Now, it may grow as the game goes on, but the times of these games uh, are critical. It's just, but TV dictates all that stuff, and it, it really hurts uh, the home court advantage of some of these some of these teams. Uh, I just don't think you're going to have a great crowd at 6 o'clock when South Carolina comes in. So either sometimes either they're too late or they're too early. Uh, I guess we, we just need to play them all at a certain time and not worry about TV as much. Uh, I think that we get so worried about TV, but that's not going to happen because you're, you're going to cut their checks. All right, we'll go ahead and take this break. We'll up, up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. One more segment. We'll get out of here, and we'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. You're less tied 100.9. It's the home sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center as we wind things down for this Wednesday morning drive. Things are looking pretty well all across the Tuscaloosa area. You're traveling along 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale. A drive along McFarland from Coker across Lurling Wallace down to the I-20 interchange. Skyland Boulevard as well as University all moving nicely with light volume and no big accidents along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Thursday, 7.30. J.C. Sherbert will join us. We'll find out how J.C.'s wedding went down in South Florida. We'll get his remarks on the Alabama Michigan game. Also look at the Alabama coaching staff. Holman Wiggins uh, is gone. Coach Hutzler's going to Mississippi State. So we'll try to get some names and find out who may be coming to work for Coach Saban in Alabama. Also, we'll turn our attention to Alabama basketball as they open up at Vanderbilt on Saturday in conference play. Inside the locker room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and colder today. The chance of a little scattered light rain. The most widespread rain will be south of here, the high 45. The sky clearing tonight, the low 29. And tomorrow, a dry day, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Uh, so we'll see if there's more coaching uh, changes out for football. Uh, Coleman Hutzler's gone. And we knew that was happening. Has gone on to Mississippi State. Uh, Holman Wiggins uh, is taking the job at Texas A&M. Um, does that surprise you a little bit? Or do you think, uh, you know, Texas A&M obviously has plenty of money. So I'm, not, I'm sure he's not taking a pay cut. He may be getting a raise. Uh I don't know what his relationship with Coach Elko is over there, but uh, you know sometimes maybe you need a change. But uh, and I'm sure Coach is a great guy. He's done a ton for people. That special they had on Sarkeesian about him having them uh, go get health checks checkups every year really saved his life. So a lot of people are very loyal to Coach. Uh, really appreciate it. But at the same time, it is a grind. I'm sure it'll be a grind at A and M. Uh, working here, but uh, just your thoughts about Holman Wiggins taking that job at A and M? Well, I think uh, I think money was involved. Holman has changed a great deal. If you look at his resume, he had been a lot of different places, and uh, of course, has been in Alabama since I think 2019. Um, you know, you can. I don't. I don't think you need to criticize his coaching because I don't think any of us know uh, the players. I, I think he's done a good job. But I know this, he's, he's been involved with a lot of good players at Alabama and uh, probably still is right now trying to get them there and, and uh, winding that down and maybe trying to get them to go to A&M. But the, the A&M job is a job where you can, if you stay in Texas a lot and you are able to evaluate the right people, you can really make that job, to, to, for me, for, feeling that your people are going to really they pour in there anyway but it's just the evaluation period is the evaluation process is important so he must be good for whatever reason coaches has always been able to hook up a a coach uh, that coaches well and also recruits and i think in the interviews when he talks with them uh that he talks about both parts of, of the job at Alabama. Um, most people think it's you bring the guy in just to be the you know, coach on the field, but coach, he thinks that's, that you need to understand. And I, and I think uh, 
to some degree, he frees us too, but I think he freezes a me guy. Gosh. Look, at, uh, he's an I guy. The, uh, the, the thoughts that were said by Coach Saban after the loss were really good thoughts. Um, he, he, in a nice way, congratulated, uh, Michigan, said the right things, uh, acted the right way, um, uh, didn't blame it, you know, you know, blame it on himself, um, not giving them more help, the, the, the kind of things that. Yeah. He does. They, they said when he. The plane landed here. I guess there were some fans out there, and he apologized. I think it hurts him deep in his soul yeah. that he didn't yeah. get them. Uh, there for the fans, because he knows how good Alabama fans are, for the players. Yeah. All right, let's get right here to the uh, Alabama 1 hotline and get Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Hey, Cowboy. How you doing, Barry and Coach? Good, I buddy. told y'all I was worried about this ball game. Yeah, you were. No, I was, too. Everybody. Um, I picked it 23-20. Mail it in that, you know, all Michigan, Big Ten, not even good. We're going to beat the heck out of them two, three touchdowns. I tried to tell everybody they're a proud program, and they, they kicked the door two times, and either they were going to do it this time or they were, you know, I don't know. We got up 7 nothing, and I didn't feel good in that football game. I never felt good, but then when we got up 2013, I kind of thought, well, we got, we got control, but that, 12 men in the huddle really cost us. If it, you know, if we don't get 12 men in the huddle there, I think we're going to take that one in. And, you know, 11-point lead's a lot different than a 7-point lead. It's kind of like in tennis. If you ever watch those Grand Slam events, if Jovac, Novak Djokovic and Nadal can break you in those tight matches in that third, fourth, fifth set, then you, then you kind of got them where you're playing with them and you got a little cushion. And we just could never get a cushion and Michigan wasn't going to quit. Those guys never quit. Never quit. And then when we got to overtime, it was just Katie Barnes. Yeah, and well, those I guys mean, have been they, through they've, – they've been through a ton. So controversy, uh, they're pretty resilient. They, you know, they win – uh, at Ohio, we versus Ohio State without their coach. I mean, they won some big ball games. He wasn't there six games, but um, yeah, I, I don't. You know, the cheating thing to me uh, is not getting talked about enough. I mean, people don't really understand what a clear advantage uh, they had doing the things that they did. They thought it's just people pulling signs off a, a film. That's not the case. Uh, so, people that don't truly understand scouting and what they actually did. I don't think Michigan should be in this thing, to be honest with you. And I hope they end up pulling it from them uh, if they end yeah, up winning. Well, you know, as, as my old buddy Bryce gave me a hard time about that Washington shirt that I got early in the year. Mm-hmm. But I've been on the Huskies, and I always liked the Huskies. Go back in the 70s when they beat most inbackers, but pretty good in the Rose Bowl. Maybe they'll do that to Harbaugh yeah. with that dark-colored glasses like yeah, he wears a, like that. Yeah. When he's talking about that the NCAA put his team in these bad positions, man, he he did it, uh, not them. We got to get out, Cowboy. Thank you, sir. Hey, one last thing. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, 
I, I think Holman Wiggins is probably asked to leave, and he found the A&M because that's a lateral move. He's not becoming offensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt. I think you, uh, maybe he was asked to leave. I don't know. Uh, that's it for today's show. That's one thing with coach you don't ever know. With Hugh Freeze, Lord, he'll roll his coaches right under the bus. That's it for today's show. Gary Harris' show is next, so keep it locked in. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports?